Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and today with me I have um, a boss driver, a uh, music education major, a handbell choir director for a church, where is it? In Cedarburg. In Cedarburg. Yeah. We got Lydia Clout. Did yes. I say that right? Yes, you said it right. Clout. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's a... People I, always mispronounce my name, <laughs> yeah. my last name wrong, so I give you back. Good, thank you. Well, I'm glad because I also mispronounce people's names on the show way more often than I'm willing to admit. But, sure. Yeah. Um, how are you? How's your day? I wanted to be more productive than I have been, but um, it's been pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Have to go drive for boss later today. So I'm super pumped for that. Nice, a little bit of that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Is that, just, that's your uh, gesture. Yes, uh, this is mine. Mm, yes, driving. Sure, sure. sure. <laughs> well, uh, we won't get uh, too uh, happy here then. Yeah. But, but that's why you know I figured that uh, two each is. Oh yeah, limit. that is plenty. I probably will only finish one honestly. Oh, so. Sure. Well. Um, Oh yeah, that might have been the one I dropped. Whoops. <laughs> I did. I did like completely. Knowing me, that part. would totally. I, that would just be something I would do to There's a part well, of the ambiance. <laughs> yeah, just, we'll just leave it there. And we'll, we'll clean it up. Okay. Just um. <laughs> God damn it! I'm, it's okay. Yes, we'll sip it. Sip it so that it doesn't keep. For sure. Pinky out. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. So oh, it's coming my way. So I'm probably gonna get beer soaked. But we'll have fun with that. I digress. Um, all right, Lydia. Well, here's what we talk about in Mr. Nice Guy. We talk about love and fear. Ooh. Um, something that um, is what inspires our creativity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It is, uh, you know, it's you can you can really like boiled down any way you've expressed yourself, really just any anything you do for yourself, for other people, for the world, it's all out of love or it's out of fear. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, being as you're a music major, um, you have a uh, you have a specific way of um, you know uh, channeling your creativity, which is through playing an instrument, mm -hmm. and uh, um, you know that's. Clearly brings you joy because you're yes, studying. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, sure. I mean, and sometimes a lot of fear right. and anxiety as well. But that fear makes it worth it. Exactly. You love it. Right, right, and you know those anxious jitters are always actually good to have on stage for sure. Because um, what do you yeah. play? I play trumpet. It's my primary instrument. Um, but I, as a music education major, I have to learn all the instruments. Mm -hmm. So oh, wow. I'm on my last instrument right now. I'm learning flute, which oh, is, sure. it's, it's something. Yeah. I don't know why anyone decided giving a brass player a bunch of woodwind instruments would yeah. be a good idea, but, uh, right. we're doing it. <laughs> I just finished learning bassoon. Oh, wow. Then you're really just, so you're just going down the line. Yeah. Yeah. So we started with clarinet. And then I went saxophone, and then I went oboe, and bassoon, and uh, now flute is my last one. Did you learn like other brass instruments too, like trombone? Yep, yep. yep. I was actually really bad at trombone. <laughs> um, French horn. Um, and a I heard that French horn's horn. one of the more difficult ones for me. Yes. Yeah. The 
Uh, I don't want to go into a music theory lesson here right now, but... You don't? That's what I brought you on <laughs> I mean, I can. Um, so, for a trumpet and a lot of brass instruments, there's partials, so it works on harmonic series. Mm -hmm. So, the harmonic series is just how physics works with, sure. with um, uh, pitches and stuff. Uh, and so, when you want to get to a higher pitch, you just have to change your embouchure, which is the way that you place your lips on the mouthpiece, and, uh, and your air support. And so that's how you can use the same fingerings, because trumpet only has three vowels, and mm -hmm. so how do you get all 12 notes of the scale? Yeah. Um, uh, and so, yeah, you have to use your air support and you're changing your embouchure to get up in partials. And for French horn, the partials are tighter. So it's you have to make even tinier like changes uh, um, up and down to be able to so you have to have a lot more control of your yeah. embouchure to be able to Jeez. I yeah I but it's so pretty it's yeah got, it's got a very nice warm round shoulder sure. yeah yeah it's it's wholesome mm -hmm. right. very true and very film scorey like yeah. any any uh, John Williams you're gonna find you're gonna find French horn yeah in, for sure sure well, I was a clarinet and a saxophone player when nice. I was in middle school, and it was mainly pushed on me, like from my parents, because they were band geeks. They met in high school, like in while well, they were in band together, mm -hmm. and my sister and I both, like we, did band for like four years. Neither of us like continued it. We hated it both because we were. I don't know, just interested in different things. Sure, and sure. My, our parents were both, like, they're furious with us that we don't want to continue on. Oh, how dare you. Know, it was so rude. <laughs> I mean, granted, I was an angsty 14-year-old that, you know, just didn't want to go to practice all the time. Sure, and I didn't sure. want I didn't want to, like, practice on my own time because... Did you, yeah, did you have to take private lessons and stuff, too, yeah. for, your, for your parents? Okay. Yeah, when I was... Um, when I was in, I think, like, really for my, like, um, yeah, the entire time, I, I initially, like, when I was a beginner, like, it was from a guy that was, like, um, like, a couple years older, like, he taught me, like, some basic lessons, sure, but then, sure. um, I had, like, more professional lessons, um, when I was in, like, symphonic band, mm -hmm. um, and I mean, looking back, like, yeah, I, it was still, I'm glad I did it. Right, right. It gives you that experience, especially in school, because it, it forces you to almost kind of, it, it's a different way that it challenges your brain. Yeah. Because um, it, well, inspires creativity, A, even though you're reading sheet music and right. you have to stick to the but sheet some, music yeah. and things, and sometimes that really frustrates you. And people. some people don't have to sight read, too. Like they right. Can't Play. Right, right. They know it. <laughs> Absolutely. Can you do that? Um, sometimes. It really depends. Um, once I went to this guy was looking for a, um, can't remember his name. I think it's Jamal. Um, he hit me up on Instagram because he knew Christian, and Christian was like, "Well, I know a trumpet player," so he sent him over to me on Instagram, and he was like, "Yo, you play trumpet?" And I was like. Yes, yes. <laughs> He's like, how long have you been playing trumpet? I was like, 13 years. Wow. And he was like, yes, yes, okay, this is good. <laughs> and so he had me come over and he just sang what he wanted me to play. And so I had to sound it out and wow. figure it out. And then I was able to figure it out and I recorded it with him. I think it took us like 
30 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, ju- yeah, I just went in. Like, That's his fucking ha- cool. In his, like, living room. He had his sound guy come in and, like, record me. Sure. Yeah, it was super chill. That's really dope. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, like, do you still, like, look forward to playing, like, every day as much as, like, you used to? It depends. It depends on the people I'm surrounded by, because I'm in a whole bunch of different ensembles. So I, it depends on the people I'm surrounded by, the music we're working on right now, um, my relationship with my conductors <laughs> and things like that, and just like my attitude that day, because sometimes I'm just like, this is the last place I want to be right mm-hmm. now. But then once I get into it, I'm like, oh yeah, this is why I do this all the time. Right. Because and when you get to just sit down and shut off your brain and just focus on being present with an ensemble, it's it, it's a really, really special feeling. Mm-hmm. And you can just zone in and, yeah, just enjoy it. Or sometimes you're, you know, sitting there talking with the trumpet player in the back as he's, like, showing you Instagram pictures. And oh, stuff. yeah, it's right. It, you know, it's <laughs> casual. Sure. <laughs> well, um... Well, you know, that's that's why you need people like that, right? Exactly, so. yeah. No, our whole... I got really lucky our trumpet studio at UWM, as small as it is, is very... T- we're tight-knit, and we're, we're very supportive of each other, which is great, and we're always there for each other. Sure. Yeah. How many um, hours would you say, like, a week you devote to playing? Um, well, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I have three and a half hours of band rehearsal because I'm in both symphony band and wind ensemble at UWM. Um, uh, every other week, I have handbell choir rehearsal because I ring with the Milwaukee Handbell Ensemble. Um, I ring with them every other Monday for about three hours. And then um, on, uh, I, I have... Uh, you know, my instrument pet classes, so I'm learning how to play instruments when I'm in that class and playing the whole class period as well. Um, yeah, I'm all over the place playing. Um, and then with the handbell choir I direct, we practice for an hour every Wednesday. So that's both me teaching and playing at the same time because we sadly don't have enough handbell ringers and so I have to ring while I'm directing. You hear that? At the same time. We need handbell ringers. You need handbell ringers. If, you're a, if you want a handbell ring. If you can count to four. If you can count to four, you got two hands and you've got a steady rhythm, that's all we need. You uh, had me up until steady rhythm. <laughs> I have those other two things but coming to rhythm well, Not me. yeah, that's the big thing about handbells is that you are a piano, like the whole ensemble is because our handbells are labeled literally white and black. And yeah. so you, you keep track, it's, it's like a piano. And so you have about four bells in front of you and you'll switch out for accidentals and things in the music. And it's all working together to make one cohesive sound, um, which is fun and definitely a challenge <laughs> sometimes and there's definitely different skill levels and things as well mm. but yeah i believe it um so so what made you um what made you like decide that you so why where did the education aspect of it come in mm. um i would say I knew I wanted to go and major in music education when I was probably a sophomore in high school was when I kind of was like, okay, this is where it's all going to culminate to eventually at the end of my high school career. But education I had always kind of been intrigued with even since I was a kid. Like my mom, I used to be in dance classes for like 
12 years. I did tap jazz and ballet when I was growing up. Um, and my mom was like, I can see you being a, a, a dance instructor when you're older. <laughs> Whatever. Um, and also, my sister, she's 12. She's nine and a half years younger than me. Um, and so I grew up kind of being a second mom taking care of her. I was always the babysitter in yeah. the nanny. And so I kind of just, that nurturing um, kind of energy has always been a part of me. Um, but yeah, I think the reason why I want to be a music educator the most is just because I want to give other kids the opportunity that I had when I was in middle school and high school um, in band because band was my sanctuary it was my one place that I all my friends were in and we all hung out together we even went there for lunch we didn't go to the lunchroom we went to the band room and everything you know and so we just uh, I was one of those kids who was in the band wing at most of the day you know and so and it was it was it was an outlet it gave me a purpose it gave me something to work towards and achieve because um, you can always improve in music and yeah. you always expand how you want to um, explore music and so I want to give kids that opportunity to explore it in any way that they want mm -hmm. not just band orchestra and choir um, I'm kind of work uh, I, I want to move more towards teaching music for everyone and not just for those kids who either have the privilege or are interested in being in band um, uh, or any other kind of you know traditional ensemble yeah. I kind of want to move to more towards hey let's make these really funky quintets and arrange our own music for yes. it and go and right. perform with these pop songs that we really really are into yeah. right now you know okay. and like Let's. Uh, I took a seminar on modern band, so how to teach like, and I got to play bass guitar for the first time, and I was like, oh, this is super fun. <laughs> and um, I, at the end of it was like a day long seminar. Um, little kids rock. Shout out to little kids rock because they're awesome, and they go around and teach all in the whole United States um, on how to teach modern band in the classroom. Um, and at the very end, we got to get into groups. And it was a bunch of music teachers in this mm -hmm. in this thing, and we got to get into uh, bands. We made names for our bands. We got to name our band, and we had to write a song in 30 minutes. And you could do whatever instrumentation you wanted, whatever. So we had one person playing piano. One person actually teaches guitar um, at High School of the Arts, Dr. Sign. He's awesome. Um, and um, a couple other people. And so I ended up, we needed a singer and we needed a drummer. And so I ended up singing and drumming, playing it. And that was my first time. I played drum kit for like percussion fundamentals class in uh, college, but I had never done both at the but same yeah, time. Like doing like and that, because you're basically keeping rhythm on two different parts of Right, the well, body. so that's the cool thing was, is that I realized that as long as I could keep the rhythm and keep that pattern going in my body, then I could just sing on top of it and it yeah. was fine. So, because I taught myself ukulele when I was sophomore in high school, because I wanted something to accompany myself with. Mm -hmm. I just wanted, because I didn't really have a piano in my house, I didn't have a guitar, so I was like, okay, ukulele is like 60 bucks, yeah. get a ukulele, taught myself how to play ukulele, and I learned that 
learning how to accompany yourself while singing at the same time is quite a challenge, but then once I got it, um, that has been a very, very uh, lucrative skill to, <laughs> to I, I can learn. imagine, yeah, I can imagine it's really challenging, but still, like, cool to get the hang of. Exactly. Ukuleles seem to be a big uh, common outlet for college students. Yes, um, and, you know, there's always that one college party where there's a guy with a guitar yeah. <laughs> and things yeah. like that. But yeah, ukulele is so universal. I mean, you can teach a second grader to play a ukulele easily. Well, yeah. um, you want to get yours and teach me. <laughs> yeah, I can totally teach you. Right. I could teach you yeah. three chords right now. <laughs> I I would always like, um, like when I would be at friends' houses, I would like pick up their guitars and like just kind of like just aimlessly sort of like uh, wander my fingers around sure, the strings sure. and like just not know, not have any concept of how it works. Um, my issue is I have really tiny hands, <laughs> so playing guitar is a lot harder for me than ukulele, um, especially because I right now I have a classical guitar that someone just gave me for free, and so oh. I have that and. Um, uh, shout out to Beth for giving me a free guitar. Shout out to <laughs> Beth! Do you know her, Beth? She's a tenor sax player. What's her last name? Um, Dea. Yes, shout out Beth Dea. She she's, was uh, she's one of my... She's my queen, however. <laughs> she was actually one of my regulars at uh, The Roast. Oh, dope, dope, yeah. I there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, like, clearly, um, it's a... It's, I mean, it's a really beneficial and, uh, um, wonderful thing to teach kids music and mm -hmm. give them that opportunity to, um, you know, be involved in the arts from a young age, learning instruments, and it also just helps a lot with like, um, just sort of the more, uh, um, it, it just helps a lot of like brain power. It's more just giving them a tool to work through with the problems sure. is, is really what it is. Um, I work a lot in MPS as part of my education <clears throat> and um, part of working in MPS is finding that there's a lot of kids where they don't have an outlet anywhere because mm -hmm. um, they don't have the privilege to be able there uh, to have that and so when you get I, I've been in so many music classrooms where they're the teachers just like they just don't want to learn, so I won't teach them. I'll teach the people who want to learn, and if they want to talk and scream and yell the whole time, more power to them. And I'm just like, that's not yeah. our job. Yeah. <laughs> You're, I, I, it's giving too much leverage to kids. To it's not giving. I mean, it, it's it, not challenging. Right. Them, not at all. Yeah. Like it's not even really about discipline at that point. It's just about challenging them. Right. Exactly. And bringing them in. Yeah. A lot of people are like, "Well, if you don't want to come in, you don't." But if it's something that they're not comfortable with, it's not that it's something that they didn't grow up with. It's something that they haven't done their entire lives. Of course, they're going to be scared to be a part of it and interact with it. And so it's. It's really frustrating watching teachers just give up on those students. It, it really, really is. Um, I, I mean, I've seen so many teachers that are just like, I mean, most of the time our class is spent, you know, doing classroom management, which I wouldn't like it to be, but with these kids, I get these kids all the time. And I'm just like, they, besides their upbringing and who, 
they're surrounded by and where they grew up and what what they have they are just like any other kid yeah. and they deserve exactly the same amount of attention sure. and yeah. um and you know coaxing and um appreciation that anyone else yeah. you're just not pulling them in with what they're interested right. in yeah like if you're like and it should be that way that where kids like that should have the same abilities to um the, the same abilities to learn and chase after their dreams and achieve and succeed mm -hmm. than any old prestigious, expensive prep school could. Exactly. And they might not be able to, the school might not be able to afford, like, you know, quite as glamorous resources or things, mm -hmm. but at least, like, it can engage kids to A, like, have an outlet, and B, you know, just find their passions or at least find something that they're looking for right because a lot of kids especially at the, the age where um musical instruments are like start teaching like like where they start being taught around like fourth grade yeah. fifth grade yeah. that's where kids start really like um that's where they're old enough to start finding somewhat of like a um something so, yeah something to, to do yeah. something and something yeah that they're interested in because a lot of them have like no senses of themselves. Right. And when arts programs are so like underfunded or the teachers don't care, then the kids aren't gonna care. Yeah. And ultimately, you know, those teachers or those that um, oversee like the uh, the arts departments of schools and stuff, like those are the like they should, you know, be uh, they should, you know, be giving that same level of devotion to that outlet as the kid they want Ab the kids to. Absolutely, and a lot of I, I find a lot, especially in MPS, the administration doesn't care. I mean, I'll call it out, right? Like, I mean, I've heard that's no, that's like the, no it, secret. No, exactly, yeah. it's not a secret. So I, you know, like, and so many of the teachers are just so frustrated and they're just they don't know what to do anymore because they've tried they've tried a million different things and you can only try so much before you yourself start getting beat up and broken down you know and um we're going through teachers like it's nobody's business here in in mps because there's no support from the administration and um all the kids are just i mean how do you control someone that is expected to not be controlled? Right. Yeah. You know, like if they've been told their whole life that they're the problem child or whatever, yeah. that's what they're going to think they are, yeah. and that's what they're going to label themselves as. It's like what? Yeah. Like they never thought of themselves as that until you labeled them like that. So. It, yeah. Like, good job for you. You totally destroyed right. my kid's self confidence right, and everything. Then they're not going to have like that level of ambition. Right. Exactly. Because they're just expected to make mistakes their yeah. entire life, and it's it's really really sad. It's like walking into a concert when someone told you that whoever's performing sucks. Exactly. And so you walk into that show yeah. and the entire time you have this preconceived notion that they suck. So and you're like psychoanalyzing right. and tearing apart every little yeah. piece that you don't like about it. Yeah, no, I'll go 
I'll go to shows and people will be like, well, this band's all right, but, you know, they got these things. And then I'll, I'll be like, oh, yeah, their tone quality isn't that great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, they're a little right. pitchy. Oh, yeah, yeah, that snare could use it just, up to... Uh, to it's, like, yeah. it's just, like, implants that in your head where, like, you... When somebody gives you sort of, like, that... Um, that it When they preface it, like, that it automatically like sets your expectations somewhere and you you just kind of like um you that becomes like your threshold of Mm -hmm. like how you're judging them and shit yeah but so how so like explain what like your specific role that you've had with um with like mps and like those kids yeah so um we do a lot of observations and field experience um to we have to get a certain amount of hours in urban environment schools as part of our certification so um so yeah i've been in um milwaukee high school of the arts Um, but um right now i'm at harford avenue school working with elementary school and middle schoolers over there that's right on campus Mm um uh and other schools and pretty much either we're observing teachers and watching their teaching styles and then you know writing on it um seeing what we observe and what we like and what we don't like so that we can figure out how we want to teach and how we don't want to teach and a lot of time it's how we don't want to teach sadly um chairs are so it's okay um uh but yeah so we we're just working in the schools um just trying to get experience and exposure mm-hmm. pretty much uh, i got to teach at uh oh um river west school they just renamed the school to river west school it's right off of fratney um kind of down the street there um and uh i got to teach elementary school like uh, k4 and k5 there for one or two classes and that was an assignment like you have to write a lesson plan my teacher had to approve it you have to make sure you had all the supplies and everything Mm -hmm. that you wanted to go teach and I teach, I taught a uh, rower rowing boat, and they got to like play it on the glockenspiel, and they nice. were making motions for like the different um, pages of the book and everything. It was oh super cute. Oh. They're, they're adorable. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can only imagine the joy you like obtain from having that experience with oh, those kids. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they, I just get into a zone and I'm just like, oh yeah, this is why I do this. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it's chaotic. It's crazy. You're doing a million things at once. And so you have to be uber prepared, especially working with elementary schoolers, because you have to keep them moving the whole time. You can't oh, have yeah. any little period or else just because, um, deteriorating oh, to yeah. chaos. No, something I've, I'm glad you actually brought that up because never realized how short of attention spans you have when you're an elementary school kid. Like, even when I look back at how bored I would get quickly mm-hmm. or how, like, I would, I remember, like, if I would, like, I would, when I was watching, like, a movie or something on TV, it would always seem so long to me. Like, I was sitting there watching it for like so much longer mm-hmm. than it feels now that 15 minutes right so, yeah. Yeah. like even like for example like um this is this is kind of 
funny. I so I was like obsessed with Thomas the Tank Engine when I okay. was like a couple. You seem I, like a Thomas. Oh, the I was Tank a huge kid. Thomas yeah. the Tank Engine kid when I was like, <laughs> when I was like four or five years Makes old. A lot of sense. Yeah. Well, glad I just really ate Thomas. <laughs> um, but like, so those episodes would be like five five minutes long. Sure. But I remember, but like. When I was in high school, like, I found, like, old Thomas episodes on YouTube, and I'm like, oh, shit, I used to watch these as a kid, and, like, I was looking at them, and, like, it's like, wow, this was five minutes? I remember it feeling like it was, like, a half hour or right. something like that. Right, right. And it's like, now, wow, I actually, like, have patience for things as a kid. Like, I actually have, like, you know, that discipline of, like, you know, focusing and, and like, actually engaging in, like something that's in front of me, mm-hmm. um, which makes me wonder now if it's like, shit, if I try to learn a um, musical instrument now, would I have more patience with it than if I did when I was 10? Right, and the big thing about that is do as much as you have the patience for that day, but do it consistently. Yeah. That's the big thing about it, because if you're like, oh, well, now I'm bored, but you don't come back to it the next day, then it's just going to sit in the corner of the mm-hmm. room your entire life. Um, and as sad as it is, the older you get, the harder it is yeah. to, to learn, um, a musical instrument. It's funny cause I direct, um, a bunch of old ladies at, <laughs> up at CUMC. Nice. I love my old ladies. Shout out to my old ladies. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> teaching elementary school and teaching, um, all my handbell ladies, exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> it, it really is. It really is. It's just like. They're chatty. Anytime you get them, anytime you let them just, you know, have their chance to talk. Um, And even when you're supposed to be right before you play, they'll still be chatting. Being a, you know, like a 21 year old calling out 40 year olds for talking in the middle of rehearsal. I bet that's. It's pretty empowering. I I bet. I bet that's like, this is me. uh, This is me. T- like, like, uh, taking that power back. Right, exactly. Well, and they'll just look at me like, damn, like, I can't believe I let myself do that, you know? Like, they're like, wow, the, the, the 21-year-old had to call me out on that. Maybe I should not, <laughs> you know? Uh, it's really funny. I believe Um, But yeah, their attention spans are super short. You have to tell them the same thing every rehearsal because they'll forget what you told them. How was your attention span growing up? It's actually, I, it's funny that you say that it seems like you have a better attention span now because I feel like I have a worse one. Um, But I guess if you compare it to like when you're a tiny little kid, like, but I used to be able to sit through old, you know, Star Wars movies and stuff Mm -hmm. growing up. I guess, I I don't know, I was a really good student growing up. And then um, when I started realizing my mental health issues, it kind of um, changed to being, oh, let's just survive (laughs) and try and get through school. Um, That, yeah. And so now I still still struggle with it. Um, But Mm -hmm. it, yeah, you learn different coping mechanisms, I guess, you know, to try and get yourself back on track. Well, I guess like it helps with you you know, being in the band room because, you know, that seems like your safe space. Mm-hmm. It seems like a place that grounds you and helps you sort of just shut off the rest of the world and focus Absolutely. on, you know, 
focus on something that you are already good at and you know you're good at it, but you can continue like working at it because it makes you feel good. Right, 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 exactly. Yeah, um, yeah, I just uh, being a part of a group and an ensemble is it, it, it's it's a group effort, so if someone's not in it, everyone's not in right, it. And right. even if the director's in a shitty mood, the whole rehearsal's oh in a shitty mood. You, you ever know? seen the movie it's... Whiplash? That movie, like, scarred me. Okay, so freshman year, I lived in the music LLC in Sandberg in the dorms. And we had a party where we all sat down and watched Whiplash in our, you know, in our lounge area. Yeah. And then a bunch of us were like, we need to go practice right now. <laughs> so we all like made a pilgrimage over to the practice rooms afterwards at like 11.30 at night. Cause we, yeah. were, we were like, well, it gets, it gets in the mood. Mm. But yeah, um, it was funny cause when Whiplash came out, I was a senior in high school and um, uh, we, Tried not to compare him to my jazz band teacher, but he was kind of close to a jazz band oh teacher in certain ways where he was just really, really serious about what he was teaching. Yeah. And I mean, he won't throw a symbol at you, right. but he, yeah. you know, he'll exactly. tell you like it is in front of the whole ensemble because you're not holding up your end of the bargain, you know? And yeah. so, yeah, it was not. It's not far from it. It's a little of an over-exaggeration of the reality of just being in an instrumental ensemble in general. But yeah, there are definitely teachers sort of like that. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, that's just it's heavy stuff because that movie was so like intense, and I I remember like like almost wanting to like cry or like mm -hmm. or like have a like fucking panic attack after right, that movie because right. it's just so much like heavy emotion mm -hmm. and it, that's where, like, really really where your empathy kicks in for somebody yes. who like really really wants to be that good but no and matter how working hard, how hard as hard as they possibly can and yeah. they're still not quite where they want to be right like, yeah. he was drumming so hard that like his fingers were mm -hmm. bleeding and stuff and like yeah. and for him to like still be like completely like like stomped all over and everything just you know he's just living in a world of shit like it it's i couldn't fathom i don't know how i would cope in like someone like that's position and i don't know whiplash is a really good commentary on that like how far do you push someone before they break and yeah. before pushing them is not worth it compared to their mental health right and things like that yeah and and it's also like how how do you beat yourself up? How do you challenge yourself? You know, like how how's your inner dialogue? How do you talk to yourself? Mm -hmm. Is uh, yeah, is definitely a big thing in there because you can get so caught up and consumed by an idea of where you want to be instead of being present and where you are right now. Um, yeah, it's interesting because I took I started taking voice lessons this semester because I wanted to work more on my voice. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and so I realized that voice lessons compared to trumpet lessons are completely different. Mm -hmm. um, voice teachers are a lot gentler, <laughs> a lot nicer than, you know, like I've cried many a times in trumpet lessons. <laughs> my professor is luckily such a sweetheart about it. Um, but yeah, 
don't know, it's interesting. It's just the the culture of the two is completely different because with your voice, it's connected to you. It's a part of you. So if you are not in it, your voice can't be in it and everything. And yeah, it's, it's a totally different um, ball to juggle for sure. Mm -hmm. But it, it's really been informative comparing the two and trying to bring them both together into mm -hmm. how I create music, totally. which has been really cool. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, they call music a universal language. Mm hmm Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's the beauty of it, <laughs> is that it, it really brings a lot of people together and it gives someone a way to communicate things in a way that they couldn't any other way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's, that goes for then any medium of, of art. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I think that it's more important than ever to uh, continue to, for like especially school systems, to be uh, implementing arts programs and continuing that, um, just continuing the exploration of it and encouraging students to, um, to. Uh, pursue avenues of creativity because like if we're like it's just like if you if, if everyone was going to school like not everyone is inclined to go to school for you know business or science or medicine right, or right. like not everyone's computers yeah. like i like yeah right like I, I i'm a firm believer that most people have brains that operate in one or the other way where some people are more analytical and mm -hmm. can problem solve. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones that typically go into like the more those majors or, or fields that I mm -hmm. just mentioned. But then there's the more conceptual people, yeah, the more yeah. people that are more like kind of interpretive, like may not be as good at things like math or science, mm -hmm. but they're better at like kind of like looking at things from like a, like uh, assessing like what it means um, rather than like like you know how to why yeah or, yeah yeah how theoretically well, I, I think it's it's more of the difference between how and why yeah it is is definitely because like um, I, I don't know I th I think also though that we don't I, I hate putting people in those labels of like, because I was actually really good at math. I totally could have gone and been an engineer and, you know, like all of those things. But um, I more went towards the creative route just because that was some place where I could be more myself and it wasn't just like, this is how it is and this right, is how yeah. you have to be. It's know? more open-ended. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure. It's more open for interpretation. It really just depends on how other people take in what what you're giving. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it's harder to get a job with a liberal arts degree. Like, I still... That's just how our society yeah. is right now. Yeah, it was so funny. I was driving someone in Boston the other day, and they were they asked me what my major was, and I said music education, and they were like, oh, huh, easy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, buddy, well, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> I was yeah. like, I haven't taken 18 credits every semester and still have one more semester to go just to have an easy degree. 
but yeah. you know but that's just how some people think about it is that like oh you're having fun obviously the whole time you're doing that right and I was like yeah just because I like music doesn't mean I like to psychoanalyze a whole or like go measure by measure analyzing a piece with all the Roman numeral analysis and everything like that that just takes out the fun of making music but that's part of it that's what yeah. you have to know I mean people might think that writing they might think that journalism and writing stories is like a, a walk in the park, mm-hmm. but I've gotten fucking ripped apart for articles that I used to wrote, write. And looking back, like, yeah, I was a trash writer for <laughs> until I learned. And right. I know that I'm still, like, you know, I still have a lot of yes. shit I could be doing better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, and again, that's the beautiful thing about creating is that you're always being influenced by everything that's around you and you're constantly changing and learning and growing mm-hmm. from that. Um, I think a good example of that is talking about Billie Eilish. She's 17, and she just made a, her first debut album. It hit the top of the charts. She's doing amazing stuff, and people tear her to shit because she's 17, and she's talking about girl things at 17. No shit, she's talking about girl things at 17. She's a 17-year-old, but she's still making bomb-ass music, and I can't wait to see where she is in even the next five years the next 10 years when I am you know in my 70s and she's still you know like making stuff you know and like just seeing where she goes from there that's what I'm more invested in and more intrigued in because at that point it's like tearing her down you know and and that's why and like our society is so um is so ingrained in the notion that we we always put people into boxes or we put people, we put people like in, uh, like we try to confine people into like what they can and can't do. Mm-hmm. Like you can do this, you can't do that. You're supposed to be this way. You're not supposed to be that way. Like really you can be whatever you fucking want to be. You can do whatever the fuck you want. And anyone that tries to enforce the very like uh outdated and just at this point irrelevant um you know like classist system of creativity or Mm -hmm. of um self-expression where it's like this is like this is the norm of like you know what your life should be like so you need to follow it just because like that's what you know history is is it's how it's always been. Right. Or, yeah. But now it's like, fuck that. Like, now it's a better time than ever for you to, like, you know, really, like, to... If, if you're interested in something, or if you just have an idea, like, like y- you can fucking speak it into existence. You all, like, you can, like, you can just be whatever like your heart tells you and that that's the most beautiful thing yeah and i mean there's it's so much more accessible now too like anyone can write a beat and grab over it now like you can do that on like there's a website called flat.io where you can make your own beats and literally download it and then you have an mp3 file put that into audacity record some stuff on top of it You've got a track yeah. you can put on SoundCloud. It's not that... You, you know, want to go cook up in the studio right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, let's, let's go. Yes, let's, let's go. go. <laughs> let's go. Yes, like, it's just... I mean, it. it's so easy now to just 
let your creativity flow and just right. just go do it. It is, just but go. it is, but only because we've had people that have stood behind policies that have allowed us to. There's so, so many fucking norms in place, and people so have been trying. To, yeah, so people have been trying to like. We've had just a lot of like these um, just straight bigots that are trying to keep these those norms alive, and it's like. There's nothing wrong with if you just, if you do happen to fall into those norms and if you want to like, you know, be like, have a nine to five and do like, you know, some, like, you don't want to have like an outright outrageous life and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like be true to yourself if that's yeah. what it is for you. But you want a simple life, go ahead. <laughs> right. Life. Yeah. And, and many people need that. Yeah. But, but like, don't, but don't like, you know, hold other people back from doing that. Because, just because, like, they have a it's, vision. Or because it scares you. Right. Like... Uh, That's love and fear. I, I love quoting um, Beauty and the Beast. We don't like what we don't understand. In fact, it scares us. And, uh, you know, and and so, so many people are afraid to let people create whatever they want because they don't know what it's going to be. It, yeah. And... It's taking risks. Yeah. Exactly. So if you, and especially when you have all those privileges put in place for you your entire life, you don't have to take risks. Yeah. So why would you want to, you know, and it's, it's people, it's people pinning people against each other instead of trying to coexist and work together. And yeah. it's, uh, I think we have a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of that too, just the capitalism that, you know, we've just, Mm -hmm. grown under for so long it's not even like I said this on an episode before like it's capitalism is not even just an economic system it's also a mentality mm -hmm. because it's the Absolutely. idea that like there's a winner and a loser mm -hmm. it's the idea that um, that some people are destined to win some are destined to fail and that competition is necessary but competition is not it, it only creates enemies and it creates friction between you and the world but mm -hmm. really what it but the only competition you should be in is with yourself right like, right yeah that's the only competition that you know you should really truly be Just challenge yourself be and have everyone around you to kind of lift you up and support you yeah. in that and to give you inspiration sure. and to push you i i get so inspired just by like listening to my mm -hmm. friend's music yeah. and you know going and seeing the attic mm -hmm. shows and seeing my friends perform and being like wow that looks like so much fun yeah I, you know I, I i'm actually i'm starting the band oh my god really I, yeah I'm yeah, so let's excited. hear it okay so um we're siren seance it's an all-girls rock band with bethany deo and um, my friend Mads Larson, um, and my friend Fiona Dolce, and... Yeah, I love Fiona. Shout out Fiona. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we're all starting a band together, and we're hoping to kind of gig around this summer and stuff. So, yeah, it's going to be super exciting. I'm super excited. We're doing covers and oh, writing our own stuff, and it's going to be super fun. I just oh. want to go have some fun and make music with my friends, you yeah. know? And so that's the goal. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's really exciting, and I'm really happy for you. And I'm also like, I admire your your work ethic and your vision for other people that need that outlet of of music to feel complete and to feel whole. Um, it's something that 
we need not only in our city, but we need that everywhere. Every every kid deserves that opportunity. Absolutely. And I was privileged to have that opportunity, like with you know, the, in the school district that I grew up, and as for my parents, as were you know, like friends of mine, but. Not everyone does, no. and that's a scary reality. Mm -hmm. So, thank you for doing the work you do. No, thank you for having me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lydia, what keeps you up at night? Um, uh, capitalism. <laughs> the more and more you think about it, the my, more it fucking my own does. <laughs> yeah. Well. I, until I took a class um, called Political Economy of the Media, my mm. senior year, it was my senior seminar. Um, it was just all about capitalism. It was like all we learned about in that class and yeah, it became all I really was thinking about too. Yeah, yeah, It really yeah. changed, it changes everything. Absolutely. What puts you to sleep? What puts me to sleep? Um, having my cat cuddling next to me and purring next to me. Oh my God, cat. Just pet her to sleep, yeah. 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 I love, uh, I love kitty cuddles. Oh yeah, for sure. Kitty I know. cuddles are always the best. I, I know I need to <laughs> I need to get my own cat soon. Thank you for being on the show. You are very welcome. Hell yeah. Um yeah, so uh keep an eye out for uh, this band. What's it called again? Siren Seance. Si Siren Seance. We have like no social media or anything yet, so don't go looking for it. We're <laughs> very right. very bare minimum right now, but it's 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 gonna happen. It's gonna cool. Happen. We'll keep an eye out. Um, yeah, and if you play music or if you, you know, are involved in, you know, any kind of music community, really, like, inspire the people around you that play music. Keep advocating for the arts. Yeah, please. inspire people that, that are involved in that to continue chasing after their mm -hmm. dreams. Give them that constructive criticism. Give them that positive feedback. And also give kids and encourage kids to you know, create. to create and or to at least just try something new. Yes. All right. Thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. Thanks. We'll see you next time.